Last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we picked up having just returned to Tintown to find that Luther's legends all in shambles, seemingly by Luther's own hand on discovering the platinum key that Glenn had stolen to be missing. While sorting through the mess, we were approached by an inquisitive elven lady by the name of Captain Carlson, member of the Imperial Army who would be taking over for Constable Hunter while he's away. After Con- Captain Carlson left, the party split up with Glenn heading over to Pops to get some items identified, and Rangrim and Cosmo headed to the Iron Woman to catch up with Madge. On the way, Glenn ran into Doss, who told him about the freed Underdark refugees coming to pick up way more Doss dogs to fill their franchise carts than Doss was able to provide, leading Doss to very cagely ask Glenn to go on a mission to procure some more Doss dog meat in the woods to the north. Without saying exactly what the meat came from, at the Iron Woman, we learned that the black ore found inside the Evan Depths might be actually be a star metal originating from another plane of existence. The group, including Madge, headed over to the, Ma- the Matic Tavern for a pint, where everyone had a great time, except Glenn, who came off worse after trying one of Tom's new haphazard concoctions, accidentally named Tom's Bowel. While the group chatted over what would be next in their journey, a guard from the Boulderfist mine approached them, informing them that someone named Tardin had arrived in town and was looking for us. And that is where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 30, Doss's Secret. So yeah, we pick up with our Almost Heroes and Madge uh, hanging out over at the Matic Tavern, having just been approached by a guard, uh, informing them that someone named Tardin uh, was looking for them. And so what would you all like to do? Uh, Glenn would like to throw up into the sleeve of his robe after the second bowel that he was forced to drink. Uh, Yeah, just roll me a a stealth check. (laughs) Is it stealth or sleight of hand? Uh, Well, it's going to be stealth. I'm so just trying to make st- sure I catch it. Oh, yeah. So slide of hand for sure. Okay. But everyone's going to see it. Slide of sleeve. Uh, 15. Sleeve of hand. Um, yeah. that's You do a pretty good job. Um, you keep most of it in the sleeve. Some of it does. You feel it trickling kind of down your elbow and then like into like deeper in your sleeve, down your side a little bit. Gross. Gross. Very gross. Super gross. Ew. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> So, but you all very clearly saw, uh, just saw him just do a little sleeve, uh, a sleeve up Chuck. Um, so yeah, what do you all want to do? Well, uh, this Tardin, you say, uh, guard, is he, uh, alone? Uh, yeah, my, my name's Tim. I have a name, uh, but yeah, he, uh, no, he doesn't, I don't think he's alone. He, it actually looks like there's like, um, there's some kind of. There's, there's, there's a couple people with him. Uh, one of them actually kind of looks like they're wearing uh, Boulder Fist uh, garb, but like, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's, it seems like he's covered in uh, all kinds of filth. So I'm not 100% sure, but kind of looked like the colors, but I, but, I don't know. Uh, they were they were asking for you. And so just figured I'd but, come, come let you know. Right. Well, thanks to uh, Tim. And uh, we'll be down. Where did you say they were? 
Uh, they're just, they're honestly just inside the, uh, the center town kind of over, uh, were you, uh, smushed that, uh, that, uh, lady, you know, our previous boss's head over there, uh, kind right. of over in that area. Perfect. Right. I know the spot. We'll let, uh, let Tarden know we'll be with him shortly. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I can wander back and tell. He's like, he's like kind of muttering as he walks away, like, God, I'm like a messenger now. What is whatever and he's like kind of mumbling as he walks away but he goes he seems to head back down to the middle of town well um, uh so i uh, oh who's tarden yeah who the hell is tarden uh i forget what you refer to him uh rain grim but uh maybe glenn well i think glenn's a bit predisposed at the moment but uh he is was an ally of ours in the uh, Ebon Depths. Why do I think his name was Huel? No. Sh- <laughs> well, it seems befitting, but uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure. It, it escapes me. I mean, you always do have problems with names, Rangram. So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, that's true. I probably just said the wrong thing or read it somewhere incorrectly, but um. Maybe we should go see what he's doing. You're, you're all right there, Glenn. Yeah, I'm, he's just kind of poking I'll him be okay. in the chest a little. I imagine Glenn's head's kind of on the table, and he's just kind of poking him in the shoulder. You got something... Um, there's something seeping out of your sleeve there, uh, buddy. I don't... You might, Do you have a change of clothes or something? I, I don't think that you're going to want to... And there's actually kind of a smell now. Oh, man. It's like... Rangram, that's like when you didn't clean your room, your your corner for like, I think you had been like throwing up in the corner or something. I don't, it was something. I didn't know I was supposed to. You people on the surface are weird. I didn't know that was like the the thing you're supposed to do. It was out of decorum for you surface folk. I just had a corner. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Right. Well, uh, Lynn, you can take a minute if you like, but, uh, I'm going to excuse myself and uh, head me way down to Tartan. Brain Grimm, no, you, you coming? Gonna, I'm going to tag along and just keeps choking it back. Well, Madge, we'll be right back. Um... Now nah, you're good. And she palms the, uh, actually, can't, I don't, yeah, she can palm it. She's big enough. She like picks up the rest of that, uh, that keg you guys ordered and goes, I'll be back over at the Iron Woman. I'll give you, I'll be getting work done. Don't worry. <laughs> She'll be getting work done. All right. Come on, check. big guy. And I'm like holding Glenn around the waist, like trying to keep him stable. Uh, with mage hand, I'm holding back my own hair. So in case I need to puke. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you all are kind of heading down uh, at your, you know, slow tottering pace to make sure that uh, Glenn can keep up with you all. Um, you, as you're, kind of, you're going down, and so you can see down into the, the bottom level, um, basically the bowels of... Tin Town, um, and uh, kind of on that main thoroughfare that runs through the town, right in front of the main mine that you all, uh, you know, semi-permanently closed up, uh, you can see that there is indeed a very similar-looking cart uh, to the one that you, your cart actually originally looked like, a, uh, like, slaver-esque cart. Um, has that huge full cage in the back that is completely enclosed, unlike yours is, um, and still has, like, manacles hanging from it and is, like, pretty rusty. Uh, and you see three figures that uh, are sitting in it. Uh, one is sitting in the back, and then you see uh, two kind of sitting up towards uh, the front. And one's actually kind of like standing up, looking around. Oh, hey there, Torin. Well, I'm surprised to see you so soon. 
Hey, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we kind of got things done pretty quickly, and then we made good time over here. Um, yeah, hi, hi again. Um, you guys aren't gonna like bully me or beat me up like you were before, right? Well, uh, not me. It must have been somebody else. Oh, no, we saved you. We we helped you, right, Glenn? But we, I thought we saved you from the Ebon Depths from being swallowed by volcanic rock, but you know, tomato, tomato. Um, so as you're getting closer, you're seeing the, the figure that's standing on the, on the cart is Tarden. Um, he's kind of like standing up, looking around, holding onto the cage. Um, there is a, uh, person next to them that's kind of like leaned back against the, uh, against the cage. And they seem to be kind of like dozing a little bit. Um, and they seem to be wearing the, uh, boulder fist, uh, garb, but their face is kind of like, like kind of pushed off to one side and they seem to be kind of sleeping. Um, and then you can see that there's actually another figure that's curled up in the back of the cart. Uh, and as you're getting closer, you can see that the, it doesn't seem like the cage is actually locked. They're just back there. And, uh, they are like curled up on the floor, like sleeping. And you recognize them as, uh, the elven friend of, uh, Tarden who was like crazy in the cage last time you saw him he was like throwing himself at it and you actually let him out he wandered across the room and then you shoved him back into a cage because he was right. trying to walk in some direction right um yeah yeah um we can uh do you i guess i don't, I don't we don't really plan to stay here very long um i uh, see you brought back uh one of our boulder fist finest yeah he hasn't he's been kind of catching up on his beauty rest since we left but um, I think, uh, here, and he, like, he starts poking him awake, uh, and you see, uh, the, the kind of person wake up and turn towards you, and you recognize Greg. Greg! And, like, Glenn just kind of excited seeing his random soldier friend just kind of wills himself over to him, just pats him on the shoulder to wake him up. Um, yeah, so, uh, he kind of, like, comes to, and he's, like, very blurry-eyed. You can just see, like, he is beat to shit uh didn't doesn't seem like he had a very good time but uh he is for better or worse in one piece at least recognizable at the very least um cosmo would kind of look around for uh like a guard or any other boulder fist type uh people around me like are there any Uh, other guards yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, kind of over to by the front door, uh, they have, there's like one guard in the distance that's like staged by the front door of the mine, kind of like listening to see if there's any like noises from inside the, uh, those sealed doors to the main entrance of the Boulder Fist Mine compound. Oh, it's just the one guy? Just one guy standing like pretty far in the distance. It's kind of hard to see uh, or make out who it would be. Oh. Mm. I mean, you could yell at him. I don't know if like that feels really far away. Uh, sure. We're gonna yell at this said guy. Uh, oh, yeah, roll me. Just roll me a, a straight up and down. Uh, just actually roll me a persuasion check with advantage. Let's see how this does with the advantage. Right here we go. Okay. Decent. Um. So that's gonna be a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh yeah. So um, you kind of uh yell and across and it kind of carries across the space and um it like echoes out the door and you see them like kind of like wake up with a start and realize they might have been like kind of leaned back against the the door like snoozing a little bit apparently everyone in this area is just asleep um and they kind of like with a little bit more pep in their step come like over uh and you see uh as they get kind of closer uh you actually see that it's gary and then recognizing 
you can see like them getting a little bit closer and then like seeing that the person on the cart is Greg, they like, you, they kind of have this like moment where they just kind of like look at each other and then like just Greg jumps off the cart and they just like give each other a big old hug. Aww. Uh, and I would just say, uh, Gary, we need to get some, uh, I think we, we really need some first aid for, uh, for our friend here. We, yeah, he looks terrible. What, it? what happened to him? Uh, well, you guys missed well, that voice. You well, guys totally missed that voice. You'll follow Gary around all day. <laughs> well, uh, well, I would it's... love that. I'll just show you what I do on my day-to-day life. Uh, uh, get, why don't you go get a first aid and maybe a stretcher cart of, uh, of some kind? And... Are you sure I can just hang out with you all, all day? Nope, that's great. Uh, you dismissed. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, uh, Gary, uh, very uh, not not wanting to, uh, leads uh, Greg away, and they're just kind of like he's just kind of like leading him away, and then also just like talking to him, and you can hear his uh, you know extremely just like you know just very wonderful voice of of Gary just kind of like going off into the distance as he's uh, he's questioning Greg about what has happened to him, but leads him up into the into the compound. You can see kind of leading him maybe towards the. Uh, the Boulder Fist exclusive tavern that's kind of like up in the middle of the Boulder Fist complex. Um, Great. Great. But yeah, it, you can see Tar- Tartan's just kind of sitting there like, yeah, so we don't have, I don't want to hang around here very long. Do you guys have like, I, I have that, you guys have questions? I have that message from Udak, I guess. But right, well, right. Uh, well, we was getting to you. We didn't want you to feel uh, left out there, Tartan. How was, how was your friend? He's, he's good. He's beat the, Oh shit! Kind of, I think half of it was him throwing himself at that cage, but he should be all right. We found some like expired potions, and then there was this one, like there was like this goop on the ground at one point. He tried drinking, that didn't work very well. It stank terribly. Um, but we—he seems to be like he's kind of coming to a little bit, but he's definitely like passed passed out right now. But um, yeah, uh, no, um. We were, uh, yeah, we were out there. Uh, we didn't really do much sleeping. Uh, we kind of just, uh, Udak, kind of, as soon as you guys left, kind of pushed me and we went back into the mine. Seemed like they were in kind of a hurry. Uh, but getting into there, uh, you know, it was it was kind of a mess, but it's seems like for the most part, the uh, the lava was kind of limited to, like the, the damage was kind of limited. Um, seems like the, the lava didn't continue to like collapse and the ceiling didn't collapse throughout the complex. And it seems like the lava, though it kind of came down in some areas kind of hardened. And so aside from that one chamber being uh, completely like sealed off at this point, like most of the other chambers are relatively, uh, you know, intact. It just seems like it, you know, I I wouldn't want to be in there when like a earthquake or something came off. Maybe it's like one earthquake away from, you know, coming apart, but for the time being, it seems like it's, relatively stable I, we were able to get you know all the people that weren't smashed by rocks out and uh oh yeah and he kind of reaches into uh back behind the front seat and he goes you did find this uh looks like it got pushed out uh into the water after your all's uh little excursion and he pulls out this uh dark steel helmet uh that you all would recognize as being the one that alton one eye had been wearing uh during your like battle with him the one that you had knocked off of his head uh and it is like think like a darth vader's helmet when it's uh 
in The Force Awakens where it's like half melted and like kind of twisted. Uh, but it's this like full helm made out of that black steel armor, the dark steel armor uh, with the like spiked rivets all the way around it on the top, almost like a mace. Uh, and then like the bottom of it is just like kind of twisted and mangled. Um, but he just kind of like, I, uh, Udak thought you might want it. Uh, oh, just, you, you found know, that. that. That was mine. I dropped it. Oh, cool. And he just kind of like hands it off to you. Um, but yeah, you can add one Alton helmet to your inventory. Does it even remotely close to fit my head? Because I'm trying to put it on my head right now to really um, sell the it was mine. Okay, so I'll say you put it on and because it's kind of twisted and, and it's not wide enough at this point. So it kind of like sitting on your helmet, your head like a like a crown, but it's not coming. It's like coming down to like here. It's it's just kind of sitting on your head like, head like a hat. What did you do to my helmet, Todd? Never mind. I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, right. You messaged that you you mentioned a message from uh, Udek. Yeah. I mean, this was it. You, you guys were just trying to. Unless you have anything else, he was just. He said you wanted to know whether or not you know you were going to be able to send some people in there and uh, you know mine it or, or whatever like I, I i don't know but he said that you should be good to go you'll just need to do some structural supports and kind of reinforce it on the inside right okay well uh we appreciate the the, the message uh i reckon if you'd like to carry on you you can um but you're welcome to stay Tintown offers great hospitality if you're looking for a nice place to get some rest or whatever um yeah no i'm good um we're probably gonna just go uh he told me to uh just like in like a friendly way slap glenn uh so i'm just gonna state that i'm not going to do it i but well you probably couldn't reach i reckon that's probably in your best interest well i mean at this point he's he's pretty amid he's in his cups for sure so if, he, but... if you're gonna do it now's your now's your chance that's that's, that's right glenn. Glenn nods like this might actually be your best chance to do it, <laughs> and roll. I try to persuade him. Oh yeah, roll a persuasion check. He is standing on the cart, by the way, so he yes, probably would be around. Persuading Tyden to slap you is amazing. Uh, it's a sixteen. Uh, yeah, he only rolled a twelve, so uh, I'm gonna say that he kind of like seeming like relatively nervous, uh, kind of like like looks around and like looks at you all for approval and then no one says anything and you can just like glenn i assume you're just kind of like doing the jack nicholson like slow nod at him like yes do <laughs> it um and he just kind of like very slowly and softly just goes pap <laughs> on the side of your face and again hung over and not fully functioning just kind of chuckles as <laughs> we're even and just turns around and kind of walks away that went way better than i thought that was going to uh okay well unless you need anything else i think i'm gonna i think me and weston are gonna try to actually get back to uh our little our little farm and see if there's anything left of it well we'll uh, head on out if you ever need anything uh let us know i won't and then he heads out <laughs> the, as, he, uh, as he starts to leave glenn's gonna try to mage hands uh 10 gold into his pocket just stealthily oh so apparently, Drunklin is nice, Glenn. He's too hungover to be a dick. Um, yeah, he only rolled a uh, an eight for uh, being able to detect that. So. <laughs> my my bonus out, out did his perception, yeah. so I think it's gonna work. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. So 
you uh, you slip. Uh, you say ten, ten gold. gold. Just ten yeah. gold. Ten gold. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't know what farmers make in this world, but I don't think that they're uh, making you know hand over fist gold. So uh, yeah, they they head back out of town with their uh, pretty scraggly little uh, little horse that they're they're pulling and um, just kind of clink away in this pretty gnarly old slaver's cart with uh, Weston slipping in the back, and they kind of just head up and head back uh, towards the Ebon Ridge, uh, heading south, it looks like. Cosmo, I need to talk to you for a minute. Uh, go ahead. Um, do you got any of that, that healing magic and the stuff you used before? Because I just saw Glenn put gold in Tarden's pocket. I don't think he's all right. You th- really think something's wrong, eh? He just gave him gold for no reason. He slapped him in the face, and then he gave him ten gold. I saw the. Have I ever told you guys how much I just like appreciate your friendship? It's it's crazy <laughs> how much you guys mean to me. He's kind of like mumbling <laughs> off to himself. I'm, I'm telling you, he's not himself. Remember when like oh, I was doing this thing, and my eye turns black for a second, and then it's not black. What if he's taken over by something, and he's like wicked nice? You think the booze has made him nice? I mean, it definitely. And a light bulb goes off in Renegrim's head. He's like, never mind, don't do anything. Right, I won't do anything. We're just gonna do nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Just high, Cosmo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, no, this is this is Cosmo <laughs> trying to be discreet. Okay. Yeah, he's keeping he's, it. He's keeping a secret. He's blinking okay. both eyes. <laughs> he's being. Don't worry, we got you. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Right, dear diary. <laughs> I didn't tell Lynn. Uh, well, uh, Cosmo kind of fades back into presence. He's like, uh, Udak sounds like we might have uh, given us enough of a tip to send Chesk on his way, no? Structural what? integrity sounds like Chesk's middle name. Right, yeah, it sure does. Uh, well, you seem as though you're in the best condition to come see Chesk. Would you guys like to come along? And he just like... Oh, yeah, I'm coming for this. He I turned- mean, yes, I will go. Well, he turns to Rengrim and just winks. With both eyes. With both eyes. <laughs> Glenn slightly greens like, uh, if you guys want me, I'll, I guess, just start walking with him. Oh, yo, wonderful. Come on, bud. And I'm still holding I, I just imagine I'm holding them by the waist. <laughs> right. Like, Snake instead man, of holding really... a drunk person around the shoulder, I'm like... Yeah. This really means a lot. It's, it's so nice. You're good people. He's just, I picture that he's kind of wobbly on the top then. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I picture it. He's one of side. those wavy guys. Yeah. He is the wavy. With the long sleeves and everything. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, his sleeves um, are not really... Oh, don't God, be... shirt smells horrible. <laughs> Do not... <It's> just <laughs> ripping out the arms. Just like waving ground. those sleeves around. It's, uh. not, a, it's not a shirt. It's a, it's a robe. <laughs> right, right. Your robe. Um, uh, whatever it is, the slaves are awful. Uh, this vomit is pouring out of it. All right, come on. We got to, you know what? We're still going to go do the important thing, and you're coming. Oh, coming, Cosmo. Right, let's go on our way to Chesk. And uh, I would assume we're headed over to the barracks? 
No, or, so, no, um, no, we would head to the office. Yes, so uh, Chesk, as you know, like you've met him there before, but he has an office that's a little bit lower down than where Brongren Boulderfist's office was, which I guess is essentially your office at this point, which you haven't spent any time in there. Uh, I don't think you've been in there since you found Brongren dead, uh, or since you tried sneaking that, uh, or you did sneak that letter in there. Uh, I think Glenn did that, right? The clumsiest way humanly possible. Yes, you, yes. Um, but yes, you did do that. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, so you head up the Boulderfist compound, just assuming that you'd find Chesk in his office. Um, and, uh, you come to the door and it is open, um, and you see kind of just like a form, uh, kind of leaning against, uh, like leaning over their table, uh, with their kind of hands on it. And you just kind of see their, their back to you. Uh, and there's like a, you can see there's like a, a mug kind of over to the, like by their right hand, but they're kind of facing away from you, leaning against their, uh, their table desk thing. Uh, and just, uh, Cosmo would come in, seeing the door open, would just kind of bang on the door frame. Just, ayo, Chesk, we're back. Hey, uh, Chesk turns around. Oh, hey, um, what's going on? Uh, how was, how was the, how was the fact-finding mission? You guys were gone for a lot longer than I thought you were going to be. We're well, damn near out of resources. Well, well uh, the Ebon Dips, they ran deep. That's, that's all I'll say about it, but. Very deep depth. Very deep. But it uh, seems like you guys have been uh, working hard around here. Yeah, we've, and he's, he's kind of like, he kind of like looks down at the map uh, that you saw him kind of marking some potential uh, locations of kind of backup resources, potentially like kind of exposed to the surface, uh, like ore, uh, I guess, just sources of ore that they could you know mine in the meantime while you were trying to find your stuff and like most of them almost all of them are like crossed off at this point like there are red x's all over this map at this point that was at the last time you saw it just like circled a bunch of potential and now it's all like completely uh done yeah. at this point and you can see that there is uh numerous uh stains of like that mug that you can now as you get closer you can definitely smell a uh, heavy stench of like strong ale feel it filling this uh this chamber and uh you can kind of see that there is um there's been some been some drinking going on a little bit maybe a little bit of stress drinking from chesk well uh chesk it doesn't uh no no shining to the map uh doesn't seem like you guys have had uh much luck i take it no no not really we we kind of we went up into the forest we heard there would be some potentially some resources up there some you know uh some, you know some different hopefully different catacombs of or potential like you know clumpings of of exposed ore to the surface and we found some but you know as as is the name here uh mostly just tin which isn't super useful but uh or valuable but it's uh we found some enough to carry us over but nothing that you know we could really sell for a lot and a lot of the traders and people that have been coming here and relying on us have been kind of taking us writing us off which is right. not good because it's going to take some time to get new flow in here. Right. Well, uh, it'd be risky, but uh, what do you say if I said there's a way to reverse that and uh, bring a good amount of flow of gold onto the table? I mean, that doesn't... At this point, I think risky is, is what we need. I I don't know where you're at, but I'm I'm kind of at the point of, like, if you have everything figured out, like... Can we open the mines up again? Well, uh, that's one risk. 
kind of like looking around like I think is this safe? Is it private? Yeah. Kind of looking around. Actually, that's a that's a good question. And he um he walks over and uh kind of pushes the the door closed. Um and he like as he as he does that, he just kind of turns and goes the uh this chamber along with most of the other chambers is actually uh, guarded against listening from the outside, any kind of divination. So uh, at least any that's, you know, beyond the realm of like, no one's going to be able to hear from the outside into this room. So we should be, we should be good. What's going on? Well, uh, and Cosmo would kind of give him uh, a vague rundown, mostly leaving out the creating of abominations. <laughs> uh, and just, I guess what it, here, I'll I'll tell it. I'll tell it just so that we're clear. Uh, well, uh, we ventured into the Ebon Depths, and uh, we extinguished what we believe to be the creatures that were calling all of the things out of our minds. I I can't be for sure, but uh, I do believe that we we could likely have extinguished it. To to that's, that's amazing news. Like that's. That doesn't sound risky at all. Then, if there if there's nothing that's going to come out of there, like, well, hell yeah, let's get it open. Well, I'm just not sure. It it went up in volcanic ash and explosion. Uh, for that's a, the best way to get rid of things, in my opinion. Right. Well, I just want to make. I can't be sure. I usually when I kill things, I squash their heads, and I know it's dead. In this case, I didn't see the head squashed. He does like a. A, a version of the, uh, the 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 cross thing that that, that ca- uh, Catholics do, but for whatever is in, <laughs> I guess I guess it would be like a, a star of a seven sided star of some sort for the uh, for the seven. He, he does the macarena. Yeah, yeah he like does the he does the macarena, the official uh, the official dance of the, uh, the oh, seven deities. Yeah, um, kind of as you as you talk about uh, killing cigarette, but <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> No, no disrespect for for Sigrid, and he does the a little macarena shimmy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so trying. You guys have to be so careful what you talk about because it becomes canon. It just <laughs> <laughs> the power you wield. Right. Um. <laughs> Well, uh, so I think that we did end it, but I don't know for sure. But there is risk number two uh, in extinguishing this beast in the mines. Uh, We've came across something that uh, I think could be worth even more gold than we were finding uh, here. And um, he's just going to put the like bolt of dark steel on uh his desk he kind of um like looks down at it and then just kind of like looks back to you in puzzlement and then kind of like looks at it again he picks it up because what the hell is this have you ever heard of dark steel i've heard of it holy shit how much more of this is there uh a whole mine i think he just like 
you see his eyes just like you don't see Chesk happy very often. I don't think you've ever seen him happy as far as I know. Most of your interactions with Chesk have been not good. Uh, telling him his friend died, killing his other friend, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then destroying his mind, and now you're back here giving him this. Uh, so you uh, you see him just like his face light up and just like, like absolute just like greed comes over his face like just dollar his t- eyes turn into dollar signs uh and his tongue comes out in a, in a you know the cash register uh kind of uh thing uh very cartoonish um but he's like so you're, you're saying that the ebon depths they're clear of any problems there's no one there and it's full of this uh i i think so but we're gonna uh, be rich this is like that, like this is gonna, this is gonna bring a, such an influx into town. Like this is, I, I mean, we're we're gonna be, in, we're gonna be able to. It's gonna be gold town. It's gonna be dark steel town by the by the end of it. There's, there's not gonna be tin town anymore. Like we could rebuild everything in this town. Like this is gonna be, shit. We could we could have more money coming in here than gold break. Well, uh, the risk I think with this is. Uh, what big of a cut or control will the uh, the empire seek from us? As you say that, and like that, kind of sets in with Chesk. Um, you see that his kind of like his demeanor kind of darken a bit, and he's just like, "Fuck." What? Well, You're think, right. I think there's a way. I I really do think there's a way for Tin Town, the mining company to profit from it but i do think that the empire is going to want to cut or want control i just don't know what i don't trust the empire much i don't really know much about it uh but it's there so we can use it discreetly that's that's kind of what i'm that's kind of where my head's at um let me pitch you this what if we and this isn't this isn't really the best for the town, but if we were to mine using kind of a small trustable force um, and kind of just mine it discreetly, uh, keeping it kind of under wraps and only sell a small amount to traders we could trust, we could maybe potentially keep under wraps how much of this we have. But if we, if the location of that mine gets out and the amount that's in there gets out, but, we could be, you know, that could be, if, especially if it's only a small so- force in there, like they could get overwhelmed and slaughtered and, you know, people are going to be hungry for this material. But I don't, uh, it's, it's, it, yes, I think it's, I think you're right. Um, I think we need to be safe. You know, first and foremost, we need to ensure that uh, it's still there to be had. Uh it was all over the place. That place is definitely risky at best. Uh, it was guarded and well gated. I think it will be. I think it will be secure, to a to a degree. There's a big door. Uh, I think you could close yourself in, and somebody may never even notice. Yeah, It'll, let me. Um, I could put together a small force, like you know, maybe no more than you know six to eight people, and. People that I trust that, uh, you know, wouldn't go blabbing about this, you know, we'll have to pay them a little bit more, you know, to keep their them silent. But, you know, we can find a, a trade route for these that 
it'll be a little bit more discreet. We're right. not going to be able to drive the traffic we were before, but the, the people that are buying this, they're not going to be your normal traders. They're going to be, they're going to be a little bit more higher end and right. uh, might not have to ask questions about what they're doing, you know, using it for, but right. I, I just keep coming back to, if we did sell to the empire though, like I know it's risky, but God damn, they would buy a lot of it, especially with the, uh, you know, with their fight with the revivifists and the conflict in the North, they need it, but it's, it might be too risky. I don't know. That's, right. that's your call. I don't, I don't want to make that one. Well, there's a whole, I think the other side of that is that the empire just takes total control and we get no profit. They just take it. They seize it from us. There will be no negotiating. It will be theirs. I obviously don't want to be on the wrong side of the empire, but uh, I'm not even sure I trust them. So putting that much uh, power and capability in their hands is not something I'm ready to 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 try. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we would find ourselves in the same shoes of Revivifist fighting back for something that we just lost by the empire. So I'm with you, Cosmo. Chess, Interesting. Make sure you're not sharing this information before we come to a decision. What if we found someone who would like just sell it to both of them and it never came back to us? Well, it's interesting. That's interesting. I like this. I, I like that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Emperor Moff can, you know, huff the farts right out of my shorts, but, um, <laughs> Glenn, like, Glenn lurches a little bit. He's like, mm. but listen, like, yeah, what if, I mean, I'd have no love for the Revivifist, but I don't think they would go blabbing on us. And to be honest, like, uh, worst case scenario, they buy from us and, you know, they, they get a little bit stronger, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like start a civil war. We're pretty close to the conflict. And if they decide to come down here, that could break bad too. If they push that much farther into Sakal. Well, I think maybe we can set up like a middleman. That covertly sells to to both of them, so we're not swaying the power either way. They still fight each other, kill each other. I, I, I don't really care, but at least we're not helping anyone win. And I got just the person for that if they're alive. I think that might also almost be helpful. Good job, Rangrim, and pat him on the back. Thank you. And I'm going to use sending, and I want to try and send a message to Gert. Okay. Uh, yeah. What do you want to say? Well, um, hey, Gert, are you, you still alive? You want to do something? Ah! Who the hell is this? That's uh, me. One of the guys I found you in a hole. Why are you talking in my head? Uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff. You can hear me, though, right? She's just like you can hear. Uh, you can hear her put her. Uh, like you, I guess you can't hear it, uh, but in another place far away from you, uh, Gerd puts her fingers in her ears and just starts going la 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 la. Gerd, stop it! Stop it! I can hear you doing that. What do you want? Um, maybe we get you to sell some of the stuff. We're taking all of the mine to some people, and you get like food. We'll set you up like a nice little hut or something. And um, yeah, that's it. You just sell some stuff to some people. 
and you get to like you get food we give you like a nice bed not like that hole that you were in before and you can stab basically anyone you want except for the people you're selling the stuff to you want gird sell things yeah basically how gird sell if she stab well we'll go over the finer details at some other point I just want to make sure that you're still alive and you're readily in the area of, of uh, the Ebon Depths still. Uh, Gerd, I, Gerd, Gerd go south? Gerd go, go by river. Gerd go by river. Well, I guess we're going to have to figure that one out soon. I'm not very good with directions. Glenn, did you get all that? And he just looks at Glenn, who's like still noticeably drunk. Then realizes that he's the only person that can hear Gert. Yeah, you, you know, you were just talking to yourself for like five minutes there, right? Um, oh, I do now. Uh, Gert, this is Glenn signing off. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, voice in my head. <laughs> also, well, if we can't if we can't trust the amazing Gerd, I uh, I might have some guys, more I think we have might have a slightly psychopathic goblin who would sell some stuff for us. I just have no idea where the fuck she is. Well, uh, she went by river. <laughs> she went by river, and I know we've seen two of them. Right. Well, I don't. What I like to do for now. Uh, what I'd like to do, Chesk, is let's uh, let's send a small, discreet team over there. S- check and see if it is still mineable. But now, uh, we can use it for tools. We can use it for things here locally. Uh, for now, to improve our ability, so we can try and open back up the mine here in Tintown. Um... I don't want us selling to either the emperor, the empire, or the. We don't even have a contact with the uh, revivifists, let alone that idea. I'm not even sure I like that. Uh, even though the enemy of my enemy is supposed to be my friend, but I'm not even sure who my enemy is yet. So. Limson behind Cosmo. Yeah, we kind of do, though. But. Yes, but that's for another time. Chess, uh, uh, when you do go, and if you see an ogre, or sorry, an orc with two metal sword hands and an ogre with a goblin with no legs on his back, don't don't immediately try to kill him. Just tell him Glenn sent you. They might not be around there, but they're not as terrifying as they look. They're... What? Generally friendly. Glenn, I think they was headed much... They were headed away to the desert. I don't think they would carry on much much longer once they send... Uh, what Tardin... It's also extremely ominous. Like, right. you said an orc with sword hands? I've had nightmares. I've had, like, you know, drunk nightmares and aren't that terrifying. Like, right. are you kidding me? You think that if I ran into that, that we would just, like, not immediately attack it? Are you right. kidding me? Right. Well, well, well I was mad at you. His his name's Udek. He he was an ally. I don't think he'll be any. Actually, I'm pretty confident he will no longer be there. He was ready to leave. 
for what it's worth, he was born with hands. They just were removed and repurposed into swords. That's I don't I don't know whether that's less terrifying or more terrifying. I but I'm, sounds to me, and more I hear about this Evan Depths is I'm glad that it's been dealt with because it seems like there was some gnarly stuff going on in there. I, I well, thought we talked about the mutilation and everything like that that was rumored. So well, I don't. Yeah, sorry you had to deal with that. But well, it's been extinguished. The the leftovers is for our benefit. But uh, the vector goes to the victor go the spoils, I guess. Right. Well, uh, as long as we get to keep the spoils and the Empire doesn't try to take them. So, for now, let's do that. Um, does that un- make sense? Yeah, I'm going to put together a small team, uh, people we can trust, head over to the mine, take lay of the land, do some, uh, uh, you know, do some recon in there, see what, you know, what we can do and how much there is. And then, you know, I didn't even think about making, like, tools with this, like, that could even up our productivity. Like this all around could help us, even if we don't, you know, sell it right away. If we just use it to kind of bolster our own, you know, defenses and, you know, to help Tintown out a little bit. I mean, right. I, I know that you work with Madge or with the Iron Woman. I'm pretty sure that, you know, she'd probably like to get her hands on some of this material. And I know Glenn, you, you know, uh, that little gnome over there. And, oh, he's always tinkering with metal. So I think that, you know, we can kind of discreetly sell it to some of the people here in town if we can trust them and, you know, they can, they can go to work. But that's a that's a great point. I don't think I actually gave a, a piece of it to him, but I'd be afraid his little heart might explode. Brand group, do you have an extra piece I might be able to take over to Pop, see if he can't do anything weird with it? Um, hold on. Let me check. He's like shuffling around the bag and there's like clearly 17 more like pitons on it. He goes, <laughs> um, oh yeah, there's one right here and he hands it to Glenn. Glenn oh. pockets it and just like doesn't have the energy, just kind of gives him a look like, really? Okay. okay. Well, um, Chesk, make sure that there are not just miners, make sure there are guards and uh, fighters. I don't know. I just want you to be well prepared uh, just in case. And uh, if it's good, it'll be good. I promise. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, um... I know I said I'd be back, but uh, we're got, we got to jump north for just a moment to handle something, and I'll be back. But at this point, everything I've left has uh, made good promise for Tintown. Right? Any role? What are you, uh, what are you doing up north? Uh, I have an obligation that I have to uh, care for. Um, are you going... Uh... Are you going up into the woods? Just like, you know, where up north? Right? Don't go too far, because that's, like I said, that's where the, the conflict with the Revivifist is. You don't want to be messing around with the... Oh, no, uh, no, no. I don't even think we'll hit make it all the way to Whitport. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're just going into the woods north, um, you know about, I'm sure you know, you know about the stairways going up uh, going up the, the walls. Like, if you, uh, if you just take those up, you can get right up there. That's what we've been using for... Uh, kind of our mining excursions up into the, the forest to the north. We, uh, we've kind of, you're probably going to see, we weren't super kind to the, the forest over there. Uh, there's, there's, we were looking pretty sporadically and hectically trying to find some more minerals. So forgive uh, some of the damage to the, the forest up there. It'll grow back, I'm sure. Wait, Wait you, you damaged the forest? Was there, a, was there a blue bird anywhere near you when you were doing all that? 
not i mean there's there's always birds but I, we didn't see anything like like a strangely really really blue bird i don't think so um i can ask the guys but i i don't think there's anything that we saw i mean it's just like right outside of town i mean just right on the on the edge of the bowl it's that forest that's that's right there so it's i don't know there hasn't been anything too crazy unless you go deeper in there's some weird stuff in there but right kind of just around in the outskirts of it right i reckon leave the forest alone north of here now i think you got plenty to work on uh between this the ebon dips and getting the mine here open again uh what that was a cryptic threat but okay let's it's not it's good. not a threat just mostly just uh a, a caution i thinly I, veiled threat I, well i'm not the one that would be hurting you it's uh what's in the in the forest that does not make it any less of a threat. Just because you're saying something else would hurt us, that doesn't just because you're not saying no overtly hurt us doesn't mean it's any less of a threat. Saying that if you go into an area, something will hurt you if you go there means it's still a threat. No, no, no. You're you're well, misinterpreted. Right, it's right, clearly a like, go right in a forest, start cutting one of the trees down, and just shout, "Hey, whatever it is, you're a dickhead," and just see what happens. It's, that's not a threat. Well, you're, no, you're a big now, tough guy, right? Right. Now you that can, I'm being told to do, do this, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I want to do right. it on my yeah. own. Yeah, that's a that's a warning. Listen to your boss. I mean, he writes your paychecks, <laughs> right? Do you write paychecks, Cosmo? How does this work? Yeah, actually, I needed to talk about that. I know we changed over HR departments when uh, when you killed Cigarette. She was kind of in charge of that, so we need to actually we got we got to talk what, about some what, of that stuff. Right, oh yeah, yeah, there's like a weird there's a spirit. It lives in that fort forest in the, in the north. There, go ask it for your checks. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good. Glenn, you smell awful. We need to get like get you back to Luther's and like wash right. I can't hold you anymore like this. And I imagine there's like his he, Glenn's one of Glenn's hands is on Rangrim's shoulder and it's like slowly leaking vomit <laughs> like out of his sleeve. Oh god. With my mage hand I try to like wipe it off, I just kind of like smudge it in. Right. Uh we'll we'll go over details and payment and there's lots of gold to be had real soon and Cosmo's like backing his way out. Uh, just uh, get started on the mine and go check out for that dark steel. Lots of gold to be hit, and he's just leaving. Sounds good. I'll, I'll just keep this uh, this little piece of it as a well, as a little bonus. Right, that's yours. Just uh, you know, don't tell anybody where you got it. And he's just chest, or, watch out for the birds. Not. What he else said? He, uh, or, or don't look out for it. Could be threatening. Go do it. kind of you like. Want. He just kind of sits against the table and <laughs> takes a, a swig of his uh, stale ale as you all are. Kind of leaving out of the room. Um, but yeah, so where are you all headed? Well, well, guys, I don't think I've visited me mom. And I talked to Chesk. I've, I got drunk. I think that's it, right? We've done? Uh, I think you wanted to maybe touch in with the refugees that had stayed in town, but you don't. that's not something you have to do. Uh, uh, not to like medic. Do we know about the DOS dog thing? I'm like really blanking. I don't know whether or not Glenn told you or if he told you when you guys were at the Matic. I, I felt bad. Glenn would have told him at the Matic, explained the, the scenario with the the shortage of meats and the needing to get some meats. And okay. That's probably right around when he received the first punch bowl, punch bowel. Okay. I couldn't, I honestly was like, I feel bad saying that all of a sudden. I was like, did I know that? 
Like I, I'm really bad with that as a player. I'll be honest. Like I struggle with that sometimes. But it's more, it'd be like if I explicitly say I don't tell the group, it's a better way to look at it. <laughs> like right. If I imply that it was shared, then it was for sure shared. But yeah, he would have he would have told the story of the interaction, the super sketchy DOS interaction. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So then I don't feel out of place. You know, be like, well, uh, uh, he. We could just uh, stop by maybe the refugees' tent, right? That was something you was kind of uh, part of there, Glenn, right? Yeah, I just figured we might be able to uh, maybe hire some hands, see if we can't get some help uh, taking care of Doss's situation, maybe offer some coin, try to get them back on their feet. What do you guys think? Oh my, yeah, they sound some Doss dogs like crazy, right? Like, I mean... As a whole thing, this, this is gonna be dog town soon. Forget the mine. We gotta get to the bottom of these hot dogs. Well, uh, hiring these people out in the broad daylight—I don't know if that's a good idea. We'd have to wait. It's true. It is actually, yeah. It is like uh, midday right now. Who doesn't like a random stranger to walk into their tent and offer a money for an undisclosed task while they're sleeping? Right. The elf has a point. I mean, I feel like that's how we met. That's pretty close, actually. I don't remember how we met. I was drunk. Exactly. Well, I need to... Cosmo's got a good point, too. I need to drop this ore off, and I need to take a shower (laughs) and wash my robe. And by then, it'll probably be nighttime, and we can probably go approach the... the Get a long-ass shower. What is a shower? I'd say I'd show you, but that'd probably be more disturbing than actually just explaining it to you. I mean, I've seen weirder things. <laughs> List them, and I just start walking towards Pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, where are the uh, uh, Cosmo Rangrim? Uh, where are you headed? Are you going to go with him, or are you going to go uh, head somewhere else? I'm, st- I'm still following Glenn, even though he's broken away from me. I'm still like behind him just like making sure he doesn't fall. Like, oh, okay. uh, all right, yep, we're gonna go take your shower. Let's go. Come on, you big you big oaf. Um where are you going, Cosmo? Uh <laughs> right. Well I'll just follow you along. Go join the join the shower <laughs> shower that's going on. I thought we were going to Pops. Uh, we were saying, yeah, I'm headed to pop. We're, we're headed to pops right now. Oh, Currently right. headed to pops. Right. All oh, right. I was like, because I was about to say, where do you have a shower somewhere? He's just gonna get into your guys. It's like, well, I guess you can't get in the hot tub because it's locked. Damn. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you all uh make your way slowly and uh in Glenn's case unsteadily over to Pops's front door. Uh, and the very familiar uh, hello comes as you uh as you knock on the door pops it's me you you sound terrible i i i don't i hate i don't try i don't know if this is actually glenn you, you always sound more upbeat than this this is i think you're tr- someone's tricking me again well pops, i do not have the energy for this today cosmo just puts his face in front of the door assuming there's like a camera like the close eye thing, like <laughs> the fish the... eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just listen. He's really drunk and he's thrown up all over himself, and he's got a gift for you. And he tries to persuade Pops to open the door. 
Uh, yeah, roll me a persuasion check. Persuading someone with vomit. That seems about accurate. It's a 13. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, he, he kind of looks at you skeptically. You just kind of, uh, I, I guess you can't see into the room, but uh, you kind of, there's a, there's a very uh, noticeable pause, and then the door goes and opens, uh, and you hear the familiar whirrings and whizzings of uh, Crackle Pop's uh, tinkering shop. And uh, the familiar, like, warm uh, warm air flows out, and then kind of like the uh, incandescent, uh, kind of like bright light of every, all the fires reflecting off of the brass covering the walls of this place. Uh, oh my god, Glenn, you look, seriously, you look really bad. Did you, like, take some sort of horrible poison? Or, or, or like, what, what happened? Did, did someone, someone get you? Uh, yep, Tom, the bartender uh, at the Matic. He got them for sure. Two I of them. Tom to make me a drink and... I always thought he seemed kind of sketchy. What kind of foul poison did he get you with? It's called a Tom's Bowel, I think. I I don't fully remember all the details. Oh God, that's there were that there were atrocious. chunks inside of it. It was pulpy. Well, hold on, I, I I might have something for you. And he goes over and he's uh making he's like starts pulling a bunch of like herbs out, and then he starts making using that uh like brass tea uh, making set that like pours the hot water and does all the mixing uh, that's built into the wall. He, uh, he uses kind of like some of those herbs and makes you some sort of like herbal tea in this like probably way too small little bronze uh, or brass um, mug. It's almost like a, I guess, espresso shot kind of thing and hands it to you. Um, do you drink it? <laughs> I got to at this point. <laughs> I'm drinking everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have, you you take it down and like the smell of it at first, but maybe maybe gets you a little bit. You're like, yeah, just because it's so like earthy. Um, and then you you take it down and like you can just feel like a like a spreading kind of warmth and uh, comfort that kind of flows through you and your stomach. Like pretty much like quickly quells any of its queasiness. Glenn kind of like stands up and looks at himself as the form that he's in. He's like, oh, not again. Thank you, Pops. Well, let's consider this a trade then. You got me magical tea, and I've got something I'm sure you want to see. And I pull out the dark metal rod, and I hand it over to him. So hey, we that found, rhymed! <laughs> found, this, uh, found this in a mine with a... I can't even begin to describe what we actually saw, but similar to those books that I shared with you. Yeah. But this metal was uh, the construction of the the golem, the giant, but this is grown in the mines. And apparently, Rangram was saying something about space rocks or who knows what. Um, yeah. So he he takes from you and he's like he's looking at it and he puts underneath like for one thing he has his largely uh bespectacled and like enlarged eyes with his goggles, but he's he's kind of like pulls it puts it underneath those and then he looks and he goes and like does like a multi magnifying glass thing on his table uh, and is looking at it and he goes. Yeah, this is um I mean this has been this has actually been forged, but um I know what you mean by if if the ore if this raw ore is in that mine, like you know, this hasn't been mixed with anything. This is pure dark steel. This is this is exactly, you know, what I expected when you when you showed me that mushroom. This is this is extra planar metal. This doesn't this doesn't originate here in the prime material plane. This is um I don't know where this comes from, but this is alien. Well, I know you love tinkering with things you don't fully know right away and love to dive in. So consider this a gift and 
I look forward to coming back and collecting whatever you make out of it. Um, just to give me a little like inspiration, just what what is one thing that you could you know that you feel like you're not good at and that maybe you could use you could be better at or could use some help with? Well, I mean, honestly, I've really been struggling with kind of grasping some of the concepts tied to uh, doing damage research I've been doing. Pops, I'm uh, actually just looking for maybe something that can, you know, bump up my intelligence, maybe help me understand what I'm reading, what I'm understanding a little bit more. Seem to have some means of intelligence. That's really interesting. I mean, from my understanding of this material, it can, it has odd magical properties, but it does, it does have built in magical potential. So it's going to take me a little bit of time to, to learn how to harness that and, and kind of bend it to the ways I need it to, because you know, it's clearly a very strong metal, but it also, I, I need to understand its magical properties a little bit more and what the limitations are and how to kind of, you know, do, do some, hopefully we can do some pretty miraculous things with them. So uh, yeah, I appreciate this and I'll, it's going to be fun to try to you know, solve that, that riddle, that quandary you just presented me. If anybody can, it's you. Well, I'm going to take this slosh that's fallen out of my sleeves and take it out of your shore. Thank you. It was a good scene. as always pops heads out you see him uh like bust out like as you're as you're leaving in the door shutting he like gets out a small broom and he like this little metal flap opens up on the on the bottom of the wall and you can just see like a light and a furnace burning out of it and he's just kind of sweeping like going yuck yuck and sweeping the the vomit into the the floor panel that seems to be incinerating it as Regram is following glenn out but he's going to go over to pops and just whisper to him Sometimes I get uncomfortable talk, talking to people in groups or just people in general and gives them another one of the pitons and then follows Glenn out. He's just like looking at you like eyes even bigger than normal magnified. Like there's no, there's no eye, uh, like outside of the eye at this point. It's just all white and then black <laughs> eye. <laughs> but don't tell anyone. No, of course not. Thank you. Cosmo, what are you doing? leaving walk i'm just i was and just oh, okay 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 here's here's what i would offer oops he really is bad at hitting stuff too and he leaves um okay so then you get the uh yuck yuck as he's uh sweeping the stuff as you're leaving the room right so that's behind you sorry about that um but yeah so where are you all headed especially since you uh, can't really um, take a bath per se in your current uh, house. I assume that Cosmo has some way of washing um, at his house, and maybe at the Iron Woman, there's something as well. All right. Yeah, but, I think I have a bucket and a wash bin out back. If you need one, Glenn. Other that sounds that sounds great. I wasn't really overly interested in RP and Glenn shower scene, so I think we can just go ahead and assume that he showers without the rest of the guys. If that's something you guys uh, want to do. I mean, die. okay, I hey, listen, know. listen. I think that's what the community wants. That's true. Go ahead I mean, and just let that one we all play Death Stranding, really right? Attached I mean, to it. We all play Death Stranding. Like that was like a major pivotal thing about that game. Apparently, it's just shower scenes. I have no uh, idea not, what game you're talking about. Uh. That's totally fine. Uh, Hideo Kojima, never mind. You're not a you're not a elite gamer like us. Leaks. Um, <laughs> it's just a elite gamer, bro. Uh, yeah. No. So anyway, uh, you all throw buckets of water at Glenn. It magically cleans him, and uh, you he is now uh, 
I guess you, I assume you have different change of clothes, Glenn. So you're just wearing now dry, dry robes. We do a montage and uh, you all are packed and ready to go on your trip. And uh, Glenn is no longer covered in vomit. <laughs> um, Glenn would have made a stop to the general store at some point too, during all that packing montage while the, while his white and gold robes are hanging from the clothesline at Cosmo's mom's house. <laughs> um, and he would go pick up a couple more health potions, two more. Two more um, regular health potions, for what it's worth. Okay, so yeah, that'll just be 100 gold. It's 50 gold each. I just imagine that the montage is actually of Glenn wearing, like, different commoner or dwarven outfits, like, coming out of Cosmo's mom's room. (laughs) Rangrim and Cosmo sitting there just shaking their head going, "Mm mm-mm, until he puts on the right one and we all give him the thumbs up. (laughs) Dwarven Ladlehosen is the one that he wears. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Absolutely. No, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm cool. really looking forward to seeing that fan art. Um, yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. Hey, y'all want to go on an adventure? What do you want to do? I think we're due for a trip to Dos Dogs, but what do you guys think about uh, potentially getting some of the refugees to come with us and see if we can't find anybody that might be a decent travel companion along the road and quite possibly just be able to carry whatever we have to go kill back. Well, well, I thought we had two mules, and this handsome dwarf, motioning over to Rangrim, is a great company, but if you just feel like we're not enough, I guess we can try and find some more. Wait, who, has, who else has two donkeys? And Rangrim's like looking behind him. The sound I... of uh, of Doss in your head, that uh, basically him saying that uh, uh, you probably only need two to three, like maybe a cartful, cartful, cartful. Well, I was just considering fodder in case uh, they're aggressive, whatever we're about to go kill. But yeah, we could. You're going to sacrifice the refugees that you fought so hard to get out of the mine? <laughs> For hot dogs. I mean, that's a fair trade off. Hey, I'm sober now. It's true. Mean Glenn's back. Oh, God. I love it. I mean, what, what, do you, what, what, do you, what would you guys like to do? I I thought we was just gonna go kill a thing, do a deed, and you know. But if all you right. feel like we're going you know. north, <laughs> okay. Um, do you okay? So do you all want to go up there? Are uh basically cut into the rock uh, around the town. There are different exits that go up the sheer cliff that uh you know kind of Tin Town has been cut down into. Um, so there are a couple different exits, but there's one that you know there's a couple that go to into the forest straight up to the top of it. Um, or you can go out the road and then kind of take the longer way around and go out. Um, I guess you'll need to do that for the cart. So I guess you're going to have to take the road unless you want to drag these things back yourself. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, are you all just loading up and heading out? Yep. Okay. Um, so you you all, you know, just get the cart loaded up, ready, uh, head out of town. Um, you would know that kind of the quickest way out is heading out towards Whitport. Um, and then you can kind of turn into uh, kind of just riding around the edge of the rim of the town. So like kind of where the, uh, the rim market is and then kind of heading up and around the edge and then heading kind of into the forest uh, going north. Um, and so as you're going into the forest, you're noticing one thing right off the bat, like there really is a lot of damage. Like there was clearly like deposits of ore. Deposits is definitely the word I was trying to find earlier and I could not fucking get it out of my mouth. But um, deposits of ore that seem to have been like basically big boulders and uh, of that have been kind of like, 
it was kind of similar to what led them to digging in uh, Tin Town. It was the kind of like that similar like tin deposits that were really concentrated in Tin Town when they and they they were exposed to the surface and then they like dug down into that. So these are kind of like small other deposits that don't really go into a main vein like Tin Town's mine did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're kind of finding those. And then there's a lot of places that they kind of dug around those. And so there's a lot of disturbances to this as you're kind of going like off the edge of the pathways. Um, but you're kind of taking this meandering road into the forest. And one thing that you know, and I don't know how, how much, whether or not the three of you would have spent much time in this kind of like surrounding uh, rim forest um or if it would have been something that you kind of just like maybe ventured into as you were younger cosmo uh, i don't really know technically glenn lived in there when he didn't have a house to stay in okay cool that's so where he glenn... would do his trading with joro from there okay cool um and then uh rangram would you have had much reason to be in there no after rangram settled in tin town he spent most of his time at uh iron woman okay and the matic obviously Fair. Mainly the Matic. <laughs> Cosmo, did you, Cosmo, did you play in there much as a kid or anything like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. That yeah, sounds that sounds right. They're just venturing around as a young dwarf, playing sticks and swords playing, and things. Building, playing adventure. Building in forts and uh, throwing rocks at me friends. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so... Uh, as you're kind of like heading in this forest, one thing that strikes you that's different than like some of the forests you've been in before is just like it's pretty like bright and uh, airy, like, and it has like this just kind of like especially like even at night, like it's not completely black. It almost has this like, um, like it just feels inviting. Like there's a level of like, whereas like the uh, some of the other forests you've been in have just like felt dark and foreboding and awful. Like this one feels nice. Like it doesn't feel bad to be in this forest. It doesn't feel ominous. Um, so even in like which you said it's nighttime now or is it like late afternoon it'd probably be closer to late afternoon wouldn't be super late okay so you all are kind of uh heading into this forest and it's like this kind of the magic hour the golden hour light is streaming through the trees and like the the trees are relatively sparsely spread they're not it's not a super old growth forest um but yeah you're you're kind of traveling on this path um make me uh so at, at this point you're kind of trying to i guess follow das's instructions which were to you, Glenn, were pretty vague. Basically, he said to look for uh, trails, like smooth trails. That would mm-hmm. be, uh, and then kind of follow those smooth trails to the bigger smooth trails. They're like uh, worn down, but not quite like paths that anybody carved out, right? Yes, he's, he he is the term smooth. Um, so yeah, if you, the three of you, uh, are looking for these, just make me some nature checks. The three of you. Neat. Dude, I don't. Have we ever rolled a nature? I oh, think hell yeah. once or gentlemen's twice. 20. Nice. 30 gentlemen's. Now we're. Now we, yeah. 30, is there anything yeah, that's yeah. not nat 20 is a non nat. Non nat. Right. Dirty gentlemen's 7. <laughs> um, gentlemen's Club 7. A dwarven metal 13. <laughs> nice. Um, this, yeah, so, Glenn, uh, you're having, you know really the only one who got the, the directions directly from DOS and kind of just absolutely not trusting them. Uh, you're kind of like, you're traveling on this path and something kind of catches your eye and it's this like, in the sun, it almost looks like there's like this, uh, there's like this area of the forest to your right where like the grass is laid flat hmm. and it's almost 
light is like reflecting off of it, like surface, almost like glass. Um, and it's kind of this going off into the forest to your right. Hold up, uh, Rangram, we need to, I think this might be what we were looking for. Pull over the cart real quick. And Glenn's going to hop off and kind of crouch down and with mage hand, like <laughs> six inches in front of him, but just like kind of scoop. I'm guessing there's like a, like it looks like a like a fluid or something is like causing this like glassy sheen. So yeah, so they um, it's about a foot in in diameter uh, or and not diameter across across uh, like, okay yeah so the, the width of this trail is about a is about a, a foot um, and as you kind of stick the mage hand into it um, you get a kind of sticky clear uh, residue that is kind of sticking to your the mage hand and kind of peeling off the off of this. Uh, this smooth trail um, and kind of like sticking to the mage hand as you kind of pull it away from it. Can I like do an investigate or I guess like another nature check to see if I like would even recognize what this might be? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, do me another uh, nature check. Besides gross. Oh, wow. Um, a gentleman's non-metal elven 21. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I will say that because you lived in these woods for a while, um, this is something that you absolutely recognize seeing, uh, though you don't remember, you don't know if you ever like actually saw what made what mm. made them, um, but you remember seeing these things like crisscrossing uh, in different thicknesses to the paths, um, and you do remember that like the density of them does seem to be off to like, so I guess you're if you're looking north, this would be to the east. Um, so like the northeasterly part of the woods is some area that you started seeing more of this in mm. and not wanting to upset anything. You just stayed away from that part of the woods. Did um, that part of the woods still have like the same, like, I don't know, the, the, this forest seems like almost lighthearted <laughs> compared to where we just were like we ebb in depths. Does it like continue to look that way towards the northeast from what I would recall? Yeah, um, I'll say that it doesn't get, it, it's still like a pretty young growth forest. So like it might get a little bit denser as you get off the path a little bit, but it, it, it's not like, um, it's not going to be like the high wood as far as uh, its okay. ominous feel. Um, there's actually almost like a, like one thing you always liked about this forest is that it almost kind of like had a, a feeling of like, not tangible, but just like almost just like, almost like a fae or like magical quality in the air. Like it just feels mm. almost like a, an unearthly, like ethereal, like beauty to it and like in, inviting feel. Uh, well, boys, I think uh, this might be one of those suspicious trails that Doss was telling me about that I told you guys about. You think we follow it down this way, or I think well, we have to it, leave the cart here, though. This and Rangrim just like scoops up some whatever this like yuck is, and is like, uh, uh. Glenn starts walking away from uh, him because he knows he's gonna like start flicking it away. Uh, <laughs> Rangrim, exactly. Rangrim, as you're as you're kind of wafting it around, with uh, can you make me a perception check with advantage for your scent? I certainly can, sir. You're reading my mind. That is a gentleman's eighteen. Oh, sorry, perception check. Yes. Okay, so that's a twenty-five. Okay. <laughs> and this this is not, not a using like. <laughs> This is not using like your special ability with the uh, the constable sigil. Like uh, this is just using like your like your heightened sense that you get for having that with you. Um, it's not like the trail, but you get the unmistakable smell of dos dogs as you are as you're like <laughs> waving this thing around in front of your face. Yes, it's probably disheartening. It's like when you smell something and you're like, oh, that shouldn't smell like that. That's weird. I, I don't know if I like this or not. 
<coughs> I think I think I think we found it. It smells like Dos Dogs, Cosmo, and I'd like put my hand in Cosmo's face, like way too close. I probably kind of almost boop him just right on the front of the nose with like my <laughs> sticks to his nose and kinda... hand. Yes. <laughs> you, just, you just hit the just under the top or just under the nose, right on the top lip. Just, just straight like on the a little... top of his lip. There's probably a little stuck in his mustache. God, gross. As it trails away from his face, like when someone sneezes and doesn't realize it, like snot in their mustache. <laughs> We are as, veering quickly into fetish territory, guys. We need to get a. We need to. We need to get you back on. Trying course. to watch Glenn shower, so you can't give me shit. <laughs> uh, this is this, this episode. We're gonna have to put behind a paywall because it is just getting uh, OnlyFans. This is the OnlyFans yeah, only, episode. This is our first OnlyFans episode, guys. I hope I'm glad you're all here to enjoy it with us. Uh, uh, as as uh, as Rangram like hits me in the nose with this smell, he's just like, oh yeah, that that definitely smells like. Uh, those uh things that you all like to eat that you call hot dogs i can generally handle lots of food but that is one that is peculiarly hideous well let's go make more of them and it starts walking down like right next to the trail you you better pay me lots of gold for killing this thing cosmo like walks down this along the side of this gooey pathway uh with his like war pick out um yeah so uh so you all kind of like are heading down this path um and just kind of i assume staying off not walking directly on it um before we go i suppose be kind of turning back at the cart of just Rangrim. do you want to move the cart do we is it safe there do you want to just i don't know it's nearly dark i reckon maybe we should do something with it maybe we'll just pull it off the trail a little bit and Rangram's like precariously trying to light one of his cigarettes that he pulled from his beard with the ring of rituals while also just still like just trying to flick this goo off his hand I'm gonna smell like this for weeks I never thought I'd hate it as much I like the way that you smell before uh, the donkeys are fine I'm assuming does the trail where this like goop is going would we be able to bring the cart down it, or is it more just like off the beaten path? It's really just heading into the trees, kind of meandering in and out of trees. So, like, it, it while the trees are younger and kind of widely spread, it, you can see that like there's probably going to be a point that you're gonna you're gonna end up with the. It, you could probably pull it off the pathway, like kind of wedge it, pull it in between the trees, like maybe 10, 15 feet off into the woods to get it off the path. But eventually, you know, just like trying to drive a cart through the, the regular forest, like you're gonna eventually come to an area where you can't get it through. All right, well, we'll we'll pull the uh, donkeys in a cart off here, and we kind of pull them behind at least some sort of cover and unlash them from the cart and kind of tie them off to some tree so they have some room to eat some stuff and probably do some gross donkey stuff and lick that slime off the ground or whatever they want to do. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, I was going to say, you could bring them with you if you wanted to, because you could definitely fit your pull your donkeys through the woods without the cart. Well, with that being the case, Rangram had a stroke of genius and is like, well, how about this? And Rangram just hops on one of the donkeys. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Who is, is anyone getting on? Uh, so which, are you on Kalogne? Yes, yeah. I would be on Kalogne. You have to pick one. Wow. Um, Glenn, are you getting on Champagne or Cosmo? Well, uh, Glenn, this seems like your kind of speed. Yeah. As, uh, 
Cosmo just summons or uh, Steve. Hi, Cosmo. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, well, um, good to see you too, Steve. You're a little overzealous. Do you actually want Steve to have a voice? Because I will make him have a voice if he'd like to. So. I, I, if, if it's not Mr. Ed, then he has no voice. <laughs> where the hell are we? <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure where we is yet. We're going to go follow this sticky trail, and we're going to go find it. I don't... I don't okay. Act- it, I swear, you bring me to the worst places. <laughs> um, cool. So uh, you all you all start... Uh, <laughs> Zoom, uh following uh mr steve uh into the into the forest um so yeah as you're heading down this this path and kind of meandering in and out of the trees uh with a good amount of light still coming through kind of like golden light um make me uh make me some perception checks for a perception check uh let me see here real quick honestly you know what because of we now have a glowing steed and two slow-moving donkeys or donkey and a mule. Um, Glenn's gonna move to the tree line and go not in the like to the top of the trees, but like just move off the path, like among the trees. Okay, so you're not stealthily. up in them; you're just walking around. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, okay. no, stealthily he's gonna be like <laughs> he's gonna let the loud horse riders draw all the attention of whatever the hell we're about to run into. Okay, um, so I need a survival check from you, Glenn, and then a survival check with advantage from the people who are mounted. Survival? Mm-hmm. Just to see how you traverse this. These oh, ones. wow. Uh, natural 18 on that. Nice. Yeah, you're able to move your way through there really well. But a, but a plus zero. Oh, and then on my stealth check, I rolled natural 19, so a 30 for my stealth check. That's insane. <laughs> but congratulations on that your giant rolls. <laughs> yeah, right. Great job. I rolled 10s. Um, for both of my rolls, so that's a plus four, so that would be a 14. That's still pretty good. I'll, I'll say you're able to uh, lead both your, your donkeys through the woods without much problem. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. What do you need from me? Just a survival check with advantage. Survival check with advantage. Naturally. Survival. It's a 17. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, with your, uh, with your spectral Steve, uh, spectral Steve Warhorse, um, you're able to like easily traverse this. He doesn't seem hindered, uh, by it. Whereas like the donkeys like are trying to stay out of the way, um, of the, of the slime trail. Uh, and you know, just, you're able to make it through. Um, so do, okay. So now I need, did we already do the perception checks? We only did the survival. We'll do it again. I don't know. Perception checks for the three of you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I rolled another natural 18. 24. Nice. 18, 19, 18. It's about to be so bad. It's going it to break so bad. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Uh, Rangram's not actively trying to perceive anything. My Just passive enjoy. perception is 17. Okay, good. That's fine. Glenn is actively trying to hunt this thing down, whatever's making this Um, trail. 11. Okay. Uh, Glenn, you're walking through, uh, you're walking through the woods and you're kind of like walking around, uh, this tree and just kind of like going from tree to tree, you know, very stealthily keeping out of the way of, uh, you know, sight, I guess, general sight from things. And you kind of put your hand on the tree and you feel your hand stick to it. Um, and kind of like you pull your hand away and you have that, that kind of trail coming off your hand. Um, and you look up. And you see that there is uh, kind of like high up 
on the side of the tree, you see like this weird, almost like, see, almost seems like some sort of growth on the side of the tree that is like this purple and green striated, like almost like a marbling. Um, hmm. It's just like this lump that's kind of stuck to the side of the tree, um, kind of, and like just kind of hanging from one of the, the branches higher up. Uh, Rangrim, uh, you're you're kind of just like traveling along this, uh, this path, really not paying attention, just maybe enjoying your time with the back with your donkeys. You haven't had, I mean, I guess you travel with them, but like getting to like actually, you know, hang out with them in the woods is kind of a fun thing. So, uh, you're, you're like looking, you're just kind of like looking out and like looking in the distance. You're like, huh, that's odd. And you're, you're seeing that there are just these kind of like mounds that are kind of just like off the trail, like almost like smooth boulders that just seem to be kind of like, in the distance a little bit, uh, kind of breaking the monotony of like the grassy uh, leaves strewn floor of this forest um, as you're kind of going for, uh, forward with it. And they're probably like 100 feet in the distance, uh, but you're seeing that like there are these like smooth stones of varying sizes that are like these smooth mounds of varying sizes that are like this kind of reflecting the light a little bit. Um, I, uh, Cosmo, you said you used to like um, carve your girlfriend's names in the trees and stuff here. Um, was this this stuff always here with the goop and these shiny things here? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really remember much. Uh, Roll me history check. But yeah, I just, I kind of have to think about that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, he doesn't remember anything. <laughs> Forget always just roll dumps for history checks. It, I mean, it's an it's a it's a gentleman's eight, but well, guys, I think this uh, and literally you're just hearing a voice coming from the trees because I rolled a thirty on my stealth check. Guys, I think this might be what we're we're after those those lumps. There's one right above me, and it doesn't seem to be moving, but it definitely matched the description that Doss gave us. There's a lump, and like I cast mage hand, and I float it right in front of Cosmo's face and like guide it up to the thing to like very obviously like over here. Cosmo, you see this uh this like seemingly this growth on the bottom of this branch that's maybe like a foot uh foot long um and maybe like I think like big loaf of bread size. Um and it's just kind of like smooth, like a smooth thing just stuck to the bottom of the branch. And as the the light from the mage hand gets closer to it, you can see it kind of reflecting this like purple and green uh coloration that's kind of like striated inside of it. Right. Well, uh, that just feels like the mini version of whatever's making these trails down here. Uh, I mean, I suppose you could try and cut it open and see what's in there. Well, I think he said leave the small ones so they can grow and avoid the biggest ones so you can make more. So I think you're right. I think we need to keep looking for something a little bit bigger, but we can test with this one first, but... If this well, thing's alive and lets out a noise, we might have a lot of these on our interface really quickly. Uh, well, I mean, I don't even know if I know what a medium one is if I don't know what the little one is, so stab it real good? Uh, yeah, is this a big one? <laughs> what if it's smaller? Maybe uh, this is the medium one. He he did say that the ones you're looking for are basically like, um, like I guess, cattle-sized, like the yeah, like says, big yeah. barrel size. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. But I mean, I wasn't there. I don't. So you know. So fair. You're just you're just not hammered. It's true. Right. Well, sure. Um, I can. uh, I'll I'll take this one. Bring this one down for you guys, and you can take a look. 
Um, right. I'll pick a head gonna... side and smash his head. Yeah, just gonna. Well, if it doesn't have a head, though, <laughs> you won't even have like a thing to target. Uh, we just, you know, fine. It's really <laughs> high up in the tree, just so you know, Cosmo. Oh no, he said he was gonna bring it down. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna climb up. Cosmo the doesn't climb trees. Tree, because that well, that tree's covered like in slime, right? So <laughs> yeah, gonna... it's got it's got slime trail going up it. So I'm gonna climb an adjacent tree. Okay. One, um. Yeah, I'll say area. that there's. There's one that's, uh, since they're pretty widespread, I'll say that there's one that's maybe like, you're still about like five to six feet away from it um, on the, the branch that you're able to get onto. Right, okay. Do we just see the one? Is it just the one around? The one in the tree is the only one that Glenn has seen. Um, but okay. there are, Rangram saw like a bunch of little like hillocks kind of going off along the, like ahead of you, like maybe a hundred feet out in varying sizes. Um, these like smooth mounds. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll just, I don't know. Whatever you think, Glenn. You're the one with Das's orders. So, again, like a shadow. They don't even know where I am, minus the mage hand directions that I've been giving. I climb up and I climb up that first tree and I try to jump to the branch that it's on. Like the, I try to clear the gap to the tree that it's it's on. Uh, yeah, just roll me an uh, acrobatics check with advantage. Uh, wow. Thank you for advantage. Uh, gentleman's 20. Um, yeah, so you, you're able to easily jump to the next branch, and now you are standing uh, above it. It's a thick enough branch that it didn't really, like, bend too much underneath your weight. Hmm. Um, so, like, it's probably, like, a, a good 8-inch diameter uh, branch that you're on. And I'm going to pull out my double-bladed scimitar and, like, try to, like, oyster shuck it from the tree. I try to like pry it off and just launch it right in front of Cosmo. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll an attack or do you want to do a sleight of hand to kind of flick it off? Um, no, I wouldn't really be attacking. I would be trying to do it like tactfully because I don't know what this thing is. I wouldn't be okay. like. Do a sleight of hand then to try to do it without injuring it. Yeah, I'm not trying to like destroy this thing. Uh, that is a 21 total. Okay. Um, so. You pry your rapier in underneath, or your scimitar and underneath this thing, getting the flat edge between, like, you know, getting mostly bark, and so you don't yeah, actually yeah, get yeah. the thing. Um, and you kind of, like, leverage it against there, and you kind of, with this, like, sickly sucking noise, um, you pry this thing loose from the tree. And as you do, um, it, it kind of, like, kind of get lifts out this, like, like slight squeal and then rolls into a uh basically like a ball like a and then just goes plummeting at the ground and hits it and basically uh like basically like a dodgeball hitting the ground it kind of just like bounces uh <laughs> probably a like 15 feet in like a 45 degree direction from after hitting the ground um and kind of goes rolling uh, across the ground maybe like 30 feet away uh towards me didn't or Sure, yeah, it kind of rolls at your feet, Cosmo. Okay, I think he was aiming for me, so I didn't know. Yeah, I would have, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, well, there you go. And it's in, it's, a, it's literally just, it almost looks like a marble now of, like, think about, like, uh, like literally a, a small, uh, almost like a volleyball size of this purple and green, uh, just, like, completely curled. Um, as it kind of comes towards me, Cosmo would... Uh, take his war pick and just kind of move it and then just to kind of roll it to see what he can kind of see 
and he would cast his divine sense to see um, if it's good or evil or if it's any kind of like a celestial or fiend or anything funny business about okay. it. Okay, um, I I'll just give you this. You don't get any uh, you don't get any kind of like magical properties off this off this creature. Right. Um, you, you basically and and no like a good or evil. It is a it is a a neutral creature. Cool. All right. Um, so you're just rolling it across the ground. It's just like staying. Not not necessarily rolling. It's just kind of tilting. Just kind of like to get like a full picture of whatever this. Okay. Cocoon. Uh, it's just a ball. Yeah, it's like this rolled up creature. Think of like a roly poly. Oh, I kind of had cocoon in my head, but now I got you, roly poly. Um, what do what do you make of this, Raingrim? Should we? I mean, do we just? I don't know. Do we kill it? I'm not even too sure what it is. Neither do I, and I don't know what. Uh... Oh gosh, Glenn, what did you get us into? Yeah, Glenn, what is this? And I'm going to throw it back up into the tree to Glenn. You would um, have no idea where I was. Exactly. <laughs> you throw it back into the air. <laughs> I just uh, know the general direction it fell. Rangra, make a uh, ranged attack with disadvantage. Oh, amazing. That's your God, like, number you one fucking skill. great. That's, I'm so good at those with my zero to dexterity. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, shit. Never mind. Nine. Uh- Oh. Uh, Glenn, you, you see this thing go soaring, uh, soaring through the air, um, pretty close to you, uh, and it, or not really close to you. I, I'll say probably like twenty feet, surprisingly close for how uh, uh, for how hidden you are. Um, and you see this thing uh, like kind of open up and slap against the tree, um, and as it does, it just lets out this like pitch like this ear piercing shriek um as it kind of falls flatly uh backwards again off the tree um and as you hear that shriek echo through the forest you hear a much deeper and more guttural like roar echo through the forest echoed by a bunch of different pitched screams of this uh in kind of varying through like high pitched to low pitch um and you hear these yells just echo through the forest echoing off the trees and that's where we're gonna end the episode tonight oh man that's the one thing we didn't want to happen well in <laughs> rangram's defense he was trying to help rangram's doing his best Ha, ha, ha.